It means you went and you did a forbidden Shia. Whatever the story was. Let's say you're Hananya uh, and it wasn't Machal ben Jusai. Okay, even Hananya holds a forbidden Shia then. You put raw food on your fire. It was Erev Shabbat. You're running out. You put something on the fire without a blech. And it was not, it was on the third cooked. It was uh, a sixth cooked. And you want to eat it for that night. Everyone holds you did a sin. So now, the question is, Mao, am I allowed to eat it or not? I was over on a Gzerah de Rabbanan. Am I or am I not allowed to eat it? I was over on Shia. Ishtik. He was quiet. And he didn't answer he went out the next day and said, he quoted Mishnah. If you cook on Shabbat by mistake, you're allowed to eat it. You didn't know it's Shabbat today. We'll get more in length later later time. There's a lot of variables within this lo yochal. It's a mesechet chulin. Him, other people. And he says, lo shna. As far as your question, by cooking, there's a difference between shogeg and mezid. By shia, there's no difference. What does that mean? But if you did shia, I don't care if it was shogeg, I don't care if it was mezid. So there's two ways to learn it. I could say, when it comes to leaving it, again, you left the one-sixth cooked food on the fire right before you left the shul. I don't care if you did it by mistake because you thought it was a half-cooked. I don't care if you did it on purpose. There's no difference. What does it mean there's no difference? Does it mean no difference whether you do it on purpose or not? You're allowed to eat it? There's no difference on purpose. You're not allowed to eat it. What does it mean? What does Loshna mean? Both are legal. Both are lenient. Where you did something, you actually cooked. Shia, you didn't do an action. You just left it there. You didn't really do what I say, so he just left it there. The Mezid Nam Yochal. Not my Yitzchak, he says, Le'isura. Mevashel, hu delo atil arume. People are not going to make tricks and do bishul b'mezid and say it was shogeg. So we let you eat a bishogeg yochal. Well, hi, we're afraid this guy is going to do a shia b'mezid, because it's only the Rabbanan anyway. The atil arume is going to come play a trick and say, I was a shogeg, bishogeg nam yochal. So maybe they're stricter on the Rabbanan than on the Doraita. Machloka. Okay, Meitivei. We're going to ask the question from a Brayta. Shachach kedera agabe kira. You left a pot on the stove that wasn't garufa katum. Bishlab Shabbat and it cooked. Our case. Bishogeg. If it was a shogeg, you forgot to take it off before Shabbat. Yochal, you're allowed to eat it. Mezid lo yochal. What kind of food are we talking about that we say that you can't eat it b'mezid? The chamin shaloch mal kol tzarkan, the tavshir shaloch bishel kol tzarkan. You purposely did it on something that wasn't fully cooked. Aval chamin shuchmu kol tzarkan, the tavshir should bishel kol tzarkan was fully cooked. Ben bishogeg b'mezid. Whether you did the shia b'mishogeg b'mezid, yochal you're allowed to eat it. The very b'meir. Even if it gets better, you're allowed to eat it. If you down there, 
Kamim shuchmu kol tzorakan mutarim. Hot water that was fully cooked is mutar. Nishman severalo, because the hot water gets worse. Tavshil should be shel kol tzorakol, asur. Nishman smek viyafelo, gets better. Chom smek viyafelo, kum kruvu, pulim basar, taruf, asur. Chom smek viyafelo, mutar. See, differences between shia, whether it's getting better or worse. What do we need to pluck out of this brayta? Tani mia. What, what do I see from this? Tavshil shalol bishel kol tzorakol. In this brayta tells me, the food that was not totally cooked, is mentioned over here, it was left on a kira, it was not garufa katum. The tavshil is asur, only b'mezid, the shogeg is allowed. So you see over here that, um, the, Rabkhiyah is wrong. Rabkhiyah says there's no difference between, uh, shogeg and mezid. And over here we just said there's a difference between shogeg and mezid. It said that both are asur, lokasha. Khan called him gezera. He was before the Gezerah. We'll see what that is in a moment. Kan Lachar Gezerah. So I could tell you, before the Gezerah, they were both mutar, they were mutar, and after the Gezerah was Asur. Ella Rabavi, Besef Damle Tera. They said, Bosho Gegem and Mezid are mutar. He called them Gezerah Kashem Mezid. If it's before the Gezerah, then why is, uh, Mezid allowed? Yelachar Gezerah Kashan and Mishol Geg? Kasha. So Rabbi Yosef, have a problem with their psak, their psak <coughs> that they were, their psak that they said that um, both of them are mutar is the problem because we have a bright that says over here that mezid is asur. So they're stuck. My gzerta, what was this gzerta that we're talking about before and after? Originally, we said if you cook by mistake on Shabbat, you could eat it. The mezid lo yochal. Huadin l'shochayach, and the same is true on erev Shabbat if you left something on the fire. The same laws. Mishrabu mashim b'mezid v'omim shechim anav. People were doing b'mezid, and they said we forgot. Hazuva kam v'gansu l'shochayach. Okay, so bottom line, we have a machloket whether if a person forgot, if first did shiyah. So do we forbid the food or not? So the question is, we, we make, we, we end up, we have a kasha and a rabban of Yosef. They said that shia is always mutar ben b'shogeg ben mezid. And Rav Nachman said shia is asur ben shogeg ben mezid. So it's machloket, what happens if you did a shia? Do we punish you or not? Now, the Gemara is going to ask the stira. Okay. We're getting a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, difficult over here. Way back when, on Daf Lamed Zion, the beginning of the day, we had a bright uh, about someone that forgot a pot. And we had a man of Yudah in that bright. Uh, and now this bright is a man of Yudah doesn't match. So the Gemara is going to answer. There's no stira. Ha! The bright uh, that says it's allowed, that's Lechit Chila. One second. Right, lechatchila. Ha, b'diavad. That means lechatchila. You're not allowed to leave it on the fire. That means Reb Meir before said we had a problem. Reb Meir, how's he discussing saying you're allowed to eat the food that was left on the fire? I thought he was the one that said that he holds not like Hanan. You're not allowed to leave the food. He says, yeah, you're not allowed to leave the food. But if you did, it's mutar. Reb Yudav did not milokasha kan rufav 
When Rabbi Yehuda say you allowed to do shiyah, that's the gufa we're talking about doing shiyah, and uh, if a person was over on shiyah. So now the Gemara seemingly is asking a question which really there's no place for. Yibayalahu, avar v'shahad. Someone transgressed and did shiyah. My, what's the law? Mi kansura banan olo. Did they give him a knas or not? Now the obvious question is, that was a whole discussion. We said yesterday it's a machloket between Rabbi Akiva Sorry, you don't have ear. So why would the Gemara now, now go and ask a question again if they discussed it already? So the Tzvah says a chidush. We're talking about a fellow that he didn't he didn't actually benefit. It means he put the he left it there before it actually had an impact on the food. So he didn't really get a hana'a out of it. He took it off before he actually benefited from it. But maybe they still find him just for the fact that he was over. Tashma. When Rabbi went to Tzipori, he found that they had left Chamin uh, on a kira that was not Garuf. And he didn't say it's Asur. Okay, so there was uh, very well-cooked eggs. It was not because it gets better. Okay, so we see that um sounds like they were there on Shia. It's not clear how you know that they didn't benefit from it or not. They were there on Shia and they were Oseret. My level to Shabbat, so it sounds like they forbid it meant you can't benefit from it on that Shabbat. This is Lola Shabbat He didn't forbid it what had been done already. He said, don't do it next week. That's all. Don't do it next week. So you don't see from here that if a guy did it, we're going to punish him. Now, the Gemara is assuming from here, it's because these eggs are getting better. The question is, is that true? Do eggs, when they get stay longer, eggs get better? The says, in... And again, this is really a question for a cook. We stayed in a certain place on a weekday. They brought us eggs that were so dried out, they shrunk, let's say, to the size of a walnut, whatever it was, the size of a uh, chestnut. So you see that very, very, uh, dried up eggs are actually, uh, it's a delicacy. So therefore, don't think that eggs that are left on too long is a problem. We're now on Daf Lamed Chetam with Aleph. We're about to start Lamed Chetam with Bet. Bet Elohim Af Machzirin. So we had a Machloket, Shihiyah, or even Chazara. Mar Sheshat, Udirea Omer Machzirin. According to Beit Hillel, it says, now you gotta leave something on when it's Garufa Katum. You can take it off and put it back on. So it means you have a blech. And again, there's three things we have to know. There's Shia, that's leaving on Erev Shabbat. There's Chazara, returning means it was on the blech Erev Shabbat. I took it off and I put it back on. There's another thing called, it's not called Chazara, it's called Lechatchila, <clears throat> you're putting it on. It was never on the blech. You can't take something out of the refrigerator. You have schnitzel, leftovers on Thursday night dinner. 
you want to put it on the blech on Friday, on Shabbat day, that's not chazara. It was never on. Chazara means I'm returning it to where it was. I'm not putting it on lechatzila for the first time. So now, that's just important background. It's going to be no gay coming up. But after, um, he brought up a, a hot water jug from the lower level, upper level. And we used it to dilute the wine. We put it back on. So we had this hot water on the black. We took it over. We put it back on. So you allowed to do it on Shabbat. Now, there's a few conditions here. These are halachal Number one. It still has to be in your hand. When you put it back, I'm sure those that learn you can't take it off the black and put it on the floor and then put it back on. It has to still be in your hands. Now there's different arguments. We're going to see there's two variables. Number one, is it in your hands or not? And variable number two is, is um, what, what were you thinking? Meaning, we're going to see the two variables mix and match. Meaning, one opinion is going to say, once you put it on the floor, game over. I don't care what you're thinking. The other opinion is going to say, what you're thinking means everything. If you're holding it in your hands, when you took it off, you didn't plan on putting it back on, and your wife said, hold on, stop. Uh, you know, put it back on because we're having guests or so someone's coming later. You know, the kids take things out of the oven. They, the, the mom says, put it back in the oven. Your younger brothers didn't eat yet. So, but the, when the person took it out, he didn't plan on putting it back. So we have your kavana and we have where you put it. So let's see. I'm Rav Zika, I'm Rav Abba, I'm Rav Tadai. Lo shanali, mutar, to take it off, put it back on. Lo shanali, though, you're still holding it in your hand. You put it on the floor, asur. I'm Rav Ami. Rav Tadai, Davad Lagarmehu Davad. Rav Tadai, he was following his own opinion. As I said, as is if you put it down, it's too late. But now we bring the machlok. There is an opinion that says if you put it down, it's still okay. Completely bar of Dimi, Rav Shmuel bar Yuda. They argue with Rabbi Mishmei de Belazar Amri. They're arguing about Rabbi Lazar holds. It's only mutar to sunyeh on the ground. So again, that's the variable number one. Where is the pot? The pot that you took off the fire, where is it? There's different arguments in the Achronim. We say karkas, I mean on the ground. What if I put it on my countertop? Is that full taking it off? It's only the floor? There's another variable. Even if it's in your hand, but you also have to be thinking to put it back. So having a double chumrah. In order to put it back, you need two variables. It's still in your hand. When you took it off, you plan on putting it back. You can infer from here. Once you put it on the ground, it means each variable on its own is a problem. On ground, it's on its own. What is Rasur on the ground? This is more lenient. This is lenient. This opinion holds that no, 
the, 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 as long as you plan on putting it back, I don't care where it is. Further, if it's still in your hand, if I tell you on the ground, if I plan on putting it back, it's mutar. It means my hand is mutar, but I don't plan on putting it back. The second opinion says either variable on your own makes it good. So two extremes. One says you can only put it back if you have two positives. You can only put it back, number one, it's not on the grounds in my hand. Number two, I plan on putting it back. Opinion number two says either one will allow you to put it back. Whether you plan on putting it back or whether it's not on the karka, either way, either variable will allow you to put it back. Um, by Rabbi Yirmiya. What happens if I hung it up on a pole? It's not quite on the ground. I put it on the bed. It's not on the ground. So does that have to be in your, so there's three, there's two extremes. One extreme is in my hand. That's for sure. I didn't undo the, it's not a, I didn't undo. Once I put it on the ground, it's like I hit the restart button. It's like it's in the refrigerator. It was never on the block on Shabbat. That's one extreme. The other extreme is still my hands. What about the middle extreme? What if it's on a bed? I took it from one oven to another oven. Can I put it back? If I took it off the first oven, I put it to the second oven. Is that like I put it on the ground? Or it's all, it's still in the world of ovens? Take what oven answer. Okay, so now, again, let's fast refresher on the three kinds of ovens and the two kinds of fuels. My three ovens, one extreme is my tanur. As we'll see later on, the tanur is wide on the bottom, thin on the top. Therefore, it's extremely hot because there's a lot of fuel. It's a triangle. The other extreme is the kira. It's square and has two openings, so the air gets out. In the middle, I have my kupak. It has one opening, like the tanur, but it's, it's, a, it's a rectangle. It's not a triangle. It's equi, it's equal straight through. And therefore, it doesn't have a larger heat source on the bottom like the tanur. So here we go. Tanur, first it was got a kira. Now this is about tanur. Tanur, my heavy duty oven, she vava. I heated it up with straw and stubble, which is a low level fuel. Fuels that don't really make coals out of it. So it's a low level fuel, I don't care. Lo yitang, you know how to put bain toho, can't put it in the oven. Bain you can't put it on top of the oven. Because tanurs are very hot and anything is a problem. Kupach, the middle oven, it depends. If you use straw and stubble, the low level fuel, I raise the kikirayim, we treat it like the kirayim, which is more lenient. If you use gefet veitzim, and if you use the high level fuel, harayah kitanur. So the middle level oven, he is a, he is a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He turns into a high-level oven with high-level fuel. He becomes a low-level oven with low-level fuel. So that's tanur on one extreme, kira on the other extreme, kupak in the middle, and the kupak will morph into a tanur if you use high-level fuel, and he morphs into a kira if you lose low-level fuel. The says like this, tanur shisikua. Savar Rabbi Yosef Lumeimar, Rabbi Yosef thought to say, toho, toho mamash. That when it says you can't put it on the tanur, it means literally on top of it. Al gaba, I mean inside of it. Al gaba, literally means al gab mamash. shapir dami. I don't mind if you put next to it. Yesterday, you're allowed to put next to a kira. You could also put next to a tanur. Okay, so we're gonna have a machlokan on this.
Etive. Abaye. Kupach, this middle oven. Shishitur Bekashu Bava, our Mishnah, if you put in the low level fuel. Are you Kirayim? She like a Kirayim. The Gafgate's in, use the high level fuel. Are you That's all. Now, it's Asur, good. Now, Ha Kakida, I would have treated my Kupach like a, like a Kida. Shari. You want to put it on? Okay? So we're talking about, and the fact that we're talking about um, Tanur, it's a Sofa Tanur. What does it mean a Sofa Tanur? It means you can't put a Tafshil on it. But if it's a Kida, you're allowed to put a Tafshil on it. Vamayaskina. Uh, what are we talking about? What's this case where the Kida's allowed and the Tanur is a Sofa? It's literally on top of the kupach. What's the case? It's on top of the kupach, and you didn't take out the, the, the coals, you didn't put ash on top, and then you tell them you like a kira and you're mutar? That's not true. You're not to put it on the kira without, without garufa katum. So if I'm telling you my kupach is like the kira, it can't be without garufa katum. So what is it? When is, when is it? So assuming now, it's not Garufa Katum, and we're telling you it's like a Kira. In what way is my Kupa, what's allowed by a Kira that's not Garufa Katum? Lavlus Moch. We learned that before. You could be Somech to a Kira that's not Garufa Katum. So I have my case where my Kupa, I'm assuming my Kupa was not Garufa Katum. And I could compare it to a kira, and I could compare it to a tanur. When do I compare it to a tanur? When do I compare it to a kira? When it's next to. And next to is mutar by a kira, and obviously asur by a tanur. And that's the question of Yosef that said you're allowed to put it next to a tanur. Now we're talking about where the kupa had the ashes taken out. The tanur grufak tumaskin, there's no ashes in it. So we're talking about on top of it. And we say, what do you mean harev tanur? A tanur you can't put on top even if you took the ashes out. So we're talking about it's a a, a I have a kira that's that I, it's garufa katum. What kind of fuel did I use? If I used high level fuel, garufa katum doesn't help you like a tanur. If I lose low level fuel like a kira, garufa katum helps. So garufa katum only helps by kiras. Not by tanurs. Why? Because since the tanur is so flammable, even after you took off the, out the coals, even after you put ash on it, it's still going to be a heating element. And therefore, I can't do garufa katum. Garufa katum does not help me for tanurs. The whole discussion of taking out the ashes and putting on, and t- taking out the coals and putting on the ashes allows you to leave things on, allows you to return things, is provided. It's, no is a tanur. Tanur is never allowed. A kira is always allowed with garufa katum. What about a kupach? A kupach depends. What fuel did you use? If you use high level fuel, I treat my kupach like a tanur. And you can't put it on. Even if it's garufa katum. If I lose the low level fuel by my kupach, I treat it like a kira. And I could put it on if it's garufa katum. Moish, you got that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So again, 
as I said, it's just about, you got to get the variables. It's not complicated at all. I have three ovens. I have two fuel types of two fuel sources. Depending on the fuel source you use for the middle oven, call it A, B, and C. Grade A oven, B oven, C oven. The grade A oven, that's my tanur. Nothing helps my tanur. Grade C is my kira. Garufa katum helps my kira. What's my kupa? Depends what fuel you use. Of course, first we thought we were talking about putting next to and saying that you could put next to a kira, you can't put next to a tanur. But that's a machloka. Maybe you could put next to a tanur also. Okay, Tanya Kabate Dabaye. We're going to back up Abaye. It says you can't put on the side of a tanur. Tanya Kabate Dabaye. Tanur Shishikur Bakashu Gava. If I have a tanur that was heated with straw and stubble, Ain Som Chimlo. That's it. Game over. Ain Som Chimlo. Abaye was right. Tanur is so dangerous, you can't even put next to it. Ain Sirich Lomar Gabab Shulin on top of it. Ain Sirich Lomar Lutocho inside of it. That means Tanur is game over with the low-level fuel. You can't put low-level fuel, you can't put next to it. Obviously high-level food, obviously on top of it, obviously inside of it, obviously high-level fuel. Stay away from Tanurs. Kupach? It depends. So clearly, like Abaye was right, when I want to tell you is a Kupach like a Kira or Tanur, it's as far as the law of can you put things next to it or not. Next. Amar lei rabacha bereid rabal rabashi. Hai kupach hechidami. What is a kupach? I told you what it is, but the Gemara is going to tell you what it is now. Ike kira dami is a kupach like a kira. Afilu begefer beitzim nami. Then even with gefer beitzim also should be a problem. The kupach is like a kira. Then I should be allowed to uh, do it like a kira. Like a, like a, like a kira? Ika tanur dami, yukashba, who cares what you put it in? Amale, nafish avle mi kira, vizuta avle mi tanur, it's somewhere in the middle. It's not quite a tanur, it's not quite a tanur. It's not a kira, it's not a tanur. And therefore the fuel makes a difference. Echidami kupa, what is the physicality? Echidami kira, what's the physicality? Amrabi Yosef Rachina, kupa, makom svitat kidera, like I told you, it fits one kidera. That means if you're looking at the tiles on the on the screen now, and you see is the yellow box around me? Is there a yellow box around me? Yeah? So that's that's a kupach. A kupach has it's 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 uh room for one spot. If you put me next to whoever I'm next to, right? So that's a double thing. That's a that's a kira. So the kira is makom for tukdero. There's a law. That if you take something, you break it, it's not usable, it becomes tahor. So kirash and nechlaka loorka, if you take a kira and you cut it down its length, it's tahor because it's not usable. But lirochba, you cut it on its, on its width, it's still tameh, because since it has a double, it's a double tile, by cra- it depends how I slice it. If I slice it, if I slice it across, so it kills the, it kills it. If I slice it downwise, Sideways, it's like I separated two tiles. Each tile is still usable. So that's my proof that it's a double, it's a double tile. A kupach, ben lorko, ben lorko, tar. A kupach, and only is room for one. Either way you slice it, you cracked it in half and it's not usable. New Mishnah. Okay, famous Mishnah. This now we're going to talk about another important rule. The rule is, 
besides cooking with a fire, it's called cooking with the sun. Besides cooking with the fire and the sun, there's toldolta esh and toldolta or. What does it mean toldolta esh and toldolta or? If I have a frying pan and I turn the flame off under the frying pan, the frying pan is still hot. I can crack an egg and cook it in a frying pan without a fire under it. That's still a on Shabbat. It's toldolta esh. The frying pan is a byproduct of the fire. And on the other hand, I can cook in the sun. You put a cup of water outside in the sun, it's getting cooked by the sun. If I take an egg and I crack it on top of a car on a hot summer day when the car is 120 degrees, I can cook an egg. That's not I'm cooking it in the sun. I'm cooking in the tolda of the sun. So you got to get that clear. I can cook in fire and I cook in sun. And cooking the byproduct of fire and byproduct of the sun. Now, uh, we'll see in a moment that when you look at a frying pan, a hot frying pan, there's two ways it could have gotten hot. Could have gotten hot from the sun. It could have gotten hot from the, from fire. You don't know how it got hot. So we'll see that's going to be a reason why we might be stricter on the toldah of the chamad and the chamad itself. Okay, now we're ready for the Mishnah. You can't put an egg next to a Hot pot. Mishvil to tit kagel in order to get cooked. That's a case of toldata esh. Don't crack it on a hot material that was heated from the sun. Rabiosi matir, Rabiosi allows. Don't put it into sand or to hot dust. Mishvil to tit And here Rabiosi doesn't argue. Seems like what's the difference between the putting into the hot dust and dirt, which is heated from the sun, and the hot handkerchief that was heated from the sun. Maaseh, there was a story, the Gemara's going to want to know what the story is coming to prove. Maaseh, Shasu, and Sheh the people of Tiberias, they had this idea, there's hot water springs in Tiberias. They said, let's have, we have a great idea. I'm going to bring a pipe through the hot water springs, and that way we could take hot showers on Shabbat. Because it's being heated by the hot water springs of Tiberia. We'll see soon why that might or might not be allowed. No, it's Asur. Im Shabbat. If you did it on Shabbat, you treat it like Kamin Shukhuba Shabbat. We treat it like hot water that was heated on Shabbat. We'll see what the laws of that. Basurin, you can't use it not for Rechitza, not for washing, Rushtia, not for drinking. Yom Tov, if you did this contraption on Yom Tov, Yom Tov, we treat it like hot water that was heated on Yom Tov. It's a super rechitza. You're not allowed to wash, but on Yom Tov, since you're allowed to cook, you're allowed to cook. So this contraption does not work. We treat the waters of this contraption like they were heated on Shabbat and on Yom Tov, even though you set it up at Shabbat to be heated through the hot waters of Tiberias. <clears throat> okay? Well, we'll discuss that more at length. Ibailu, Gilgel Mai. What happens if I cook this egg by putting it next to the hot water pot? There's no fire there. Is that a sudoraita? Gilgel Mayamar Yosef, Gilgel Chayav Chatat. Even though you didn't put it on the fire, you heated it with the hot water urn that was off the fire, that's enough. This is a source for our different types of cookings in hot water. If I soak something in hot water before Shabbat, so it's cooked already, I can't recook it. It's okay, because it's already been cooked. 
Shabbat, it was not put in hot water before Shabbat. I'm still allowed to rinse it with hot water <clears throat> because most things don't get cooked with rinsing. These two last things, which are very sensitive, we call them Kalea Bishul. It's considered cooking it just with pouring hot water on it. The fact that you use the word Gemar Malachtan, it sounds like it's a full-fledged Malachash Mamina, that heating and cooking with hot water, that means <clears throat> to use an extreme example, if you take a tea bag and you put it directly into the first cup of hot water, we're gonna, we're gonna stone you to death. What the guy do? That's cooking? Yes. Where's the fire? I don't care. It's hot water. It's considered a malacha if you cook something using hot water.